Welcome in episode 37 of the PrintFest DFS podcast. My name is Justin Rue, and Scott is not here. He's out gall- gallivanting, doing God knows what, God knows where. Um, but I am here to break down the week seven main slate on DraftKings. Uh, I'm going to be talking about my favorite plays uh, in cash games. Uh, in other words, the most optimal players to be playing. And um, I am not a GPP bro. If you're looking for the uh, for the tournament takes, that is not me. Uh, I am here to talk about the best plays on the slate. Starting at the quarterback position, I think Lamar Jackson is going to project as the best point per dollar play on the slate and also one of the top raw uh, points players on the slate. At 7,400 at home, taking on Cincinnati with a 26.5 implied total, he's averaging 27.9 DraftKings points per game over his last five. He has a 10.9 ADI, so he's throwing the ball deep down the field. He's averaging 61 rushing yards per game. So he's doing everything that we want out of our quarterbacks. He's throwing it deep. He's running the ball. He's playing well. Um, he's taking on a Cincinnati defense that historically he's shredded. Um, you know, but this season so far, Cincinnati is only allowing 6.5 yards per attempt, and they are eighth DVOA and eighth in EPA allowed per dropback. So this is – so far, Cincinnati's been a top-half pass defense, but um, this is not a spot to run away from uh, if you're looking to buy in on Lamar at 7,400. So I, I think he's the best quarterback play on the slate. Uh, I think the second-best quarterback play on the slate at 5,700, giving you a nice discount here, is Matt Ryan. In the fast-paced game against Miami, Miami's pass defense has really been kind of falling apart. Um you know, Matt Ryan's on the road, but at least he has a 25 implied total. They are expected to win this game. Um, and the biggest thing with Matt Ryan, he's just throwing the ball so much more. And the Falcons are averaging 42.3 pass attempts per game over their last five. And the nice thing about Miami, their opponent, is they are also just completely abandoning the run. I mean, they are their their pass rate over expectation is top five in the NFL right now. Um and so this could be a game where there's not a lot of running. Both teams are throwing a lot. Could end up being a shootout, um, a fast pace, you know, back and forth game here. And Miami on the defensive end, they've allowed 8.0 yards per attempt, 23 DraftKings points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Um, and they're 26 DVOA and they're 28th in EPA allowed per drop back and do not get much pressure at all. So Matt Ryan at 5,700, I think he makes a great stacking partner with Calvin Ridley, who I'll get to later. But, um, you know, Matt Ryan offers basically nothing with his legs, which is not great, but 5,700 is, is extremely cheap um, for this matchup. You know, he's coming off of back-to-back games where he was a QB1. He's thrown multiple touchdowns in each of his past four games. Um, you know, Miami has allowed two-plus touchdowns in every game versus um, quarterbacks that are not rookies. So, I mean, this is, this is a nice spot for Matt Ryan, and he's a little bit too cheap. I, I think that his proper price is probably around um, 63, 6,400. So he's probably around six, 700 too cheap in this matchup. Uh, let's also touch on Matt Stafford. I mean, he's been absolutely crushing. He's up at 7,100. I prefer Lamar Jackson to Matt Stafford, but Matt Stafford at home uh, against the Lions. I mean, that's about all you need. I mean, they have a 33 implied total. He's averaging 34.8. Pass attempts per game, so the volume should be there. He's averaging 23.6 DraftKings points per game. He's playing extremely well um, with an 8.8 yards per attempt. 
and taking on Detroit that, I mean, they are just like the stone worst pass defense. They allow 9.8 yards per attempt, uh, 25, or they rank 25th in DVOA, 32nd in EPA allowed per dropback. They get almost no pressure. I mean, four touchdowns is in the cards for Matt Stafford in this spot. They just don't stop throwing even when they're winning. I mean, he got taken out in the game in the fourth quarter last week against the Giants, so they were blowing them out 38-3. to um, could happen again here, but if that happens, he's probably already done his damage. So, you know, in three games at home this season, Matt Stafford's average 315 yards and three touchdowns per game. So, I mean, this is just another blow-up spot for Matt Stafford. Um, moving over to the running back position. I think, obviously, I mean, the, the guy that we're all going to be jamming in, again, is like the Gale Sayers of our generation, the Bo Jackson of our generation. And it's, you know, it's Derrick Henry. And he's just so hard to get away from. Um, you know, he's not going to project out as the best, you know, point per dollar value on the slate. But with his ceiling, uh, he's going to be extremely hard to get away from. I mean, he's up there at 9,200. He doesn't have much role in the passing game, but he's at home. Uh, this is the highest total game on the slate. He has a 25 and a half implied total uh, due to the Titans. They are five and a half point dogs, but they're taking on Kansas City. You know, and Kansas City allows 4.8 yards per carry against them. They are 31st DVOA against the run and 31st in EPA allowed per carry. I mean, Derrick Henry is averaging. 34.9 DraftKings points per game over his last five. He's averaging 31.6 touches per game, only 2.8 targets for an 8.6% target share. So now like I mentioned the targets really aren't there. I think the only bear case you can have on Derrick Henry in this spot is that he's really expensive and they're dogs. And so if they go down in this spot, does Henry stay in and does he start getting involved in the passing game? I think it's kind of yet to be seen. He has had an increased role in the passing game compared to uh, the past couple years that he's had in the NFL. This is his most uh, voluminous role that he's had so far in the passing game, but still only 2.8 targets and 8% target share. That's just not going to get it done. Uh, he needs basically, he needs to be scoring two touchdowns in this spot and going over 100 rushing yards to get there at 9,200. Um, you know, he needs to put up about 27 DraftKings points to get there. He's going to be projecting for anywhere between, you know, 24 to 26. DraftKings points in this spot, um, he, he is still is so hard to get away from just because the, the state of the running back position is so, so bad. Um, but I think he's a, he's a total smash, 9,200. But you can see the spots where he does fail um, if Tennessee goes down by two touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, it could be 10 time for, for Derrick Henry. I think the best running back play on the slate point per dollar is Daryl Henderson uh, at home, taking on Detroit, like I mentioned with Matt Stafford, 33 implied total, 15 point favorites. He's averaging 18.5 DraftKings points per game. He's 6,600. So he's already averaging about what you need. He's playing 76% of the snaps, 19 touches per game over his last five, 3.8 targets per game for 11.2% target share. So a little bit more involved in the passing game than his counterpart, Derek Henry, that I just mentioned. Henderson's averaging 101 yards from scrimmage per game. And he's taking on Detroit defense that allows 4.6 yards per carry, 33 DraftKings points per game to opposing backfields. I mean, Henderson basically has 80% of his backfield. So, you know, 
it, it, it's definitely the cards for easily over 20 in this spot. That's what he's projecting for. I think that it, it's not going to surprise me if he, if he outscores Derrick Henry um, in raw points. That just won't surprise me at all. And Detroit is 26 DVOA against the run. It's it's a perfect – this is a home run spot for Daryl. Henderson at 6,600, that is extremely hard to get away from. You know, he's finished – he's yet to finish lower than RB20 in a week this season. Uh, it's, it's just so hard to get, get away from um, a guy like that as a massive home favorite on an elite offense. Let's talk about Lenny Fournette. You know, he's at home, another home massive total, massive favorite, 6,400. So $200 cheaper than Darrell Henderson taking on Chicago. You know, Fournette over his last five games has played 58% of snaps, 17.8 touches, 4.6 targets per game on 11% target share, 97 yards per game. So the production is extremely similar to Darrell Henderson, averaging 17.3 DraftKings points per game. So as far as his past production over the last five, it's extremely similar. Um, you know, over the last three games, Leonard Fournette's really kind of starting to take control of this backfield. He's had three straight top 15 scoring weeks amongst running backs. And um, also over the last three weeks, he's had 72% of the running back touches. And he's had 138, 110, 127 total yards per game. So um, you know, his, his production's really been on the rise the last couple of weeks. He's averaging two opportunities inside the 10 per game. And with that kind of uh, usage inside the 10 on a team that's going to be scoring probably four touchdowns, maybe five in this spot, it's extremely hard to get away from. The matchup is pretty middling here against Chicago. They allow 4.4 yards per carry, 21 DraftKings points per game to opposing backfields, but they're 23rd DVOA. And they're 22nd in EPA allowed per rush. So you know, it's a pretty middling matchup. Um, but having this massive total, being at home, being massively favored by over 10 points is just a, it's a really a nice smash spot for Fournette to rack up a bunch of touches probably score a touchdown here, 6,400, a little bit too cheap. I would probably price Leonard Fournette around the 7K range. Let's touch on a couple more running backs here. DeAndre Swift, we know what role this guy has. Obviously, he's taking on the Rams, not a great matchup, but, you know, they're completely massive dogs. We know that DeAndre Swift basically scores all of his fancy points through the air. Um, you know, he's had at least four receptions and five targets in every game this season. So he gives you that nice reception floor, um, which is exactly what you need. He's playing 69% of the snaps over his last five games. Um, he's averaging 6.2 targets per game for an 18.6% target share. Would not surprise me if he led uh, Detroit in targets in this game. And, you know, they're 15 point dogs. I mean, they're going to be down. He's just going to get all the targets. He's averaging 16.9 DraftKings points per game over his last five. And he's only 6K. So if he scores you, you know, 17 points, like he has been over the last five, that's basically getting you there. Um, he's too cheap for his role in the passing game. We know DraftKings is full PPR. It's unlikely that he gets there, you know, getting the 100-yard bonus. That's pretty unlikely. But, you know, the matchup is pretty middling, and we know they're going to be getting stomped in the second half. And Swift, as long as they're not down by, like, 30 points, Going to the fourth quarter, Swift should be able to just rack up all the garbage time, prevent defense, dump offs underneath. Jared Goff stinks. Um, and he just kind of gets there every week. So I love DeAndre Swift at 6K. 
Uh, one more guy in this uh, middle tier of pricing range at running back, we have to talk about Daryl Williams. And so playing on the Chiefs, CEH is out, 30, another running back with a massive implied total do the Chiefs have, 31. And they are five-and-a-half-point favorites on the other side of this game uh, with the Tennessee Titans. Now, Darrell Williams, I mean, he – in his start last week, he played 72% of the snaps, had 24 touches, four targets for an 8.7% target share, and he had eight point, and he had 89 yards from scrimmage. He got into the box twice. So he is their goal line back. And being the goal line back on a Kansas City Chiefs offense – as their five and a half point favorites with 31 implied total at 5,800, you know, Tennessee, they allow 4.6 yards per carry 21st DVOA and 26th in EPA allowed per carry. Darrell Williams is too cheap at 5,800. He should be 6,500, 6,700. So, you know, I I think that there's five main running backs and I touched on all of them. They're going to be in play for cash games. Daryl Henderson, Derek Henry, Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift, and Daryl Williams. Moving over to wide receiver, let's touch on the top end first, right? So we have Devontae Adams, we have Cooper Cup, we have Tyreek Hill. These guys are the top of the pricing tier. They are the cream of the crop. They are probably the best plays on the slate. And so we have to decipher, obviously we can't play all three of these guys. We're gonna have to decipher who we want. So let's start with Cooper Cup. He's projecting as the best point per dollar play. Um, And he's at home. You know, we talked about everything with Matt Stafford. Everything else applies um, to Cooper Cup. So he's got a great quarterback throwing to him. He's averaging 27 DraftKings points per game over his last five, 11.6 targets per game for a 34% target share. He's averaging 105 yards from scrimmage per game, two red zone targets per game. And he's taking on a Detroit defense that you know, touched down with Matt Stafford, but they allow 11 yards per target to opposing wide receivers. That is just by far and away the worst in the NFL. So Cooper Cup, awesome play at 8,400, taking on Detroit. We get Tyreek Hill. Now Tyreek Hill has come off a quad injury. Um, he has not practiced on Thursday. We'll see what happens on Friday. Um, tentatively expecting him to play, but you know he's averaged 20.9 DraftKings points per game. So you know, basically 6.1 DraftKings points per game less than Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup is $200 cheaper. So if you're just going off raw production over the last couple of games, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup's a better play. Um, but Tyreek Hill is averaging 9.6 targets per game for a 24.6% target share. So, you know, Cooper Cup's averaging about two more targets per game and about 10% target share higher than Tyreek Hill. Um, Cooper Cup's getting more yards per game. And the matchup is about the same. I mean, Tennessee is absolutely terrible. Against the pass, they allow 9.6 yards per target, and they're 27th DVOA. So um, it's another beautiful matchup for Tyreek Hill in this game with a 56 over-under. And then we get Devontae Adams, where, I mean, he's just a total stud. We know what he is. With the Packers being at home, Aaron Rodgers at home is always, always a a spot you want to be in. 29 implied total. Devontae Adams is averaging 24.6 DraftKings points per game. So, again, Cooper Cup is still uh, – he has been better than Devontae Adams in DraftKings points per game by about three – or two and a half points per game over the last five. They're both averaging, you know, 11.6, 11.8 targets per game. Devontae Adams has a 38.9% target share over his last five. That is, you know, about four and a half points higher than Cooper Cup. 
He's averaging 122 yards per game. Um, over his last five, that's about 20 or actually about 15 yards higher than Cooper Cup. Um, and he's taking on a Washington defense that's 30th in EPA allowed per drop back, 28th DVOA. They allow 8.6 yards per target. So um, it's another beautiful spot for Devontae Adams at 8,900. So, you know, it kind of depends on which one of these top three guys fits into your builds, but they're all in play. I prefer Cooper Cup, then Adams, then Tyreek, if paying up at the position. Let's touch on Rashad Bateman down at 3,400. He's going to be the punt play. If Sammy Watkins is out, I think that Rashad Bateman is probably a lock for cash games at home, 26 implied total. He's got a great quarterback thrown in the ball um, with Lamar Jackson averaging 7.7 um, completion percentage over expected over his last five games. So, you know, Lamar is having an amazing season. And Bateman, he caught four or six targets for 29 yards uh, in his rookie debut last week. Um he played 65% of snaps and he ran a route on 67% of Lamar's dropbacks, you know, but he had a 22% target share, which is really pretty solid. He only had a seven, eight dot. So he's getting these slants over the middle of the field. Um, but, you know, he's moving the chains on all four of his receptions. They were all first down. So, you know, this is, I, I love the Rashad Bateman as a prospect coming out of Minnesota. 3,400 is, is too cheap. If Sammy Watkins remains out, and if Rashad Bateman is going to be commanding 22% of the targets in an elite offense and taking on a Cincinnati defense that allows 70% catch rate to opposing wideouts, I think this is a, a spot where Rashad Bateman can just, you know, collect six, seven targets, have a nice catch rate on those targets, probably catch, uh, you know, four to six balls here at 3,400. Uh, I like him a lot. Such on a couple more guys here in the mid range and, Let's hit up Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is 6,600. Um, he's had seven-plus catches in three straight games with double-digit targets in all three of those games. He has a 27.1% target share in games um, played this season, and he's wide receiver three and expected fancy points per game. So he's averaging – let's go back to this comparison between Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. Calvin Ridley is 2K cheaper than both of these guys, and – He's averaging 11.3 targets per game. Cooper Cup's averaging 11.6. Devontae Adams, 11.8. So right on pace with them in targets per game. 28% target share, a little bit lower than Cup and Adams, but still a 0.75 weighted opportunity rating. So that's actually one point lower than Cooper Cup. So he's right there with Cooper Cup. Problem is, his yards just haven't been there. He's just not converting on, on his targets. And so... I like to follow volume and follow the targets and eventually the production will follow. We mentioned this is a fast paced game here against Miami and Calvin really still involved in the red zone. So, you know, taking on Miami, they allowed 9.4 yards per target. They're 28th in EPA allowed per drop back 26 in DVOA against the pass. 6,600 is too cheap for Calvin Ridley where, you know, his a dot has came back up. It's 10.3. That's an alpha a dot. That's not someone, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, Hunter Renfro getting like a, you know, five or six a dot. It's not like, you know, Jalen Waddle getting a, a five a dot. This is a guy getting downfield. And we, I mean, Calvin Ridley was a total smash, like basically every week last year, 6,600 is too cheap for Calvin Ridley. I expect him to be extremely high owned in this game. The last guy we got to touch on is AJ Brown at 6,300, $300 cheaper than Calvin Ridley at home. 
extremely high uh, total in this game at 56, taking on Kansas City. We know they're Tennessee's probably going to be trailing. They have a 25 and a half implied total. Ryan Tannehill is playing decently well, averaging 1.6. Um, completion percentage over expected. So he's got a decent quarterback throwing the ball. It's not like he's Terry McLaurin having Taylor Heineke out there. It's not like he's, you know, DJ Moore having Sam Darnold back there. So he has a competent quarterback. And over his last two games where he's been healthy, he's averaging 32.3% of the targets and 7.5 targets per game. Julio Jones is questionable in this game. The only thing with AJ Brown is apparently he had some bad Chipotle and he's still uh, throwing up from him and, Apparently, he's lost quite a few pounds. Um, so, you know, he's not going to be full strength in this game. But, you know, it's just Kansas City just stinks so bad. I mean, they, they're 31st DBOA, 27th in EPA allowed per drop back. They allow 8.4 yards per target to opposing wide receivers. Tennessee's going to have to throw. They're going to have to throw. If Hula Jones is out, A.J. Brown's a total stud. Hopefully, he can get healthy. Um and and get back out there but 32 percent of the targets in a game where they're gonna have to throw probably 35 to 40 times against kansas city i it's hard to fade aj brown i always love this guy um he's basically back to full strength as far as with his hamstring injury since he returned he's ran around on 92 percent and 89 percent of dropbacks so he is basically back to full health um you know with his hamstring with his hamstring injury all right guys moving back to tight end. We have to go back to RSJ. RSJ only moved up to 3,700. 3,700 for a guy basically playing 100% of snaps. You know, the last couple of games, he's played 99% of snaps and 100% of snaps. Um, he's run the third most pass routes, 78. Third most pass routes among all tight ends in the NFL. And 3,700. I mean, you're basically getting Logan Thomas uh, usage at 3,700. I mean, yeah, he's got, he's got a terrible quarterback throwing the ball with, with Taylor Heineke, but you know, he's still averaging 15.8 targets per game, uh, 15.8% uh, target share. My apologies. Six targets per game, 39 yards per game, uh, 0.7 red zone targets per game. So he's actually involved in the red zone. And, and we know that Washington's going to have to throw all day. They're like nine point dogs in the spot. Uh, taking on Green Bay, but Green Bay, they allow 7.1 yards per target to opposing tight ends. They allow 13.7 DraftKings points per game to opposing tight ends. If you give me 13.7 DraftKings points um, at 3,700, I will gladly take that. They allow 78.6% catch rate to opposing tight ends. That's second, second worst in the NFL. So um, they could potentially be vulnerable over the middle of the field. And Ricky Seals Jones in a game where they're going to have to throw, throw, throw. 3,700, he's going to be on the field for seemingly every snap i think he's an awesome play um the only other tight end i want to mention here is cole Komet. and cole Komet over the last two weeks he's had 20 percent uh target share in the chicago offense he's played 85 percent of snaps over his last five he has a 10 and a half a dot so he's getting targets downfield he's not just getting these underneath routes um he's only averaging 3.4 targets per game but that's just because um you know, it's just because Chicago is not throwing. If we look at Justin Fields, look at how many times he's thrown um, per game over his last five. He's only thrown the ball 21 times per game, you know, in the games that he's played. So, I mean, they're going to have to throw. They're taking on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to be all over them. They're going to be on them, you know, 
they're 12 and a half point favorites. So they're going to have to be throwing Chicago, you know, Cole Komet is three K. Yeah. He doesn't have much touchdown upside. And he's got a terrible quarterback throwing the ball. I believe in Justin Fields long-term, but right now, I mean, he, his completion percentage over expected is negative eight um, on average over his last five games. So, I mean, that, that is just horrible. He's, he's really uh, been inefficient having a lot of problems throwing the ball. This could be a game where Chicago just gets completely washed off the map and goes three and out every possession with, um, with Tampa Bay's strong pass rush, but you know, Tampa Bay has been struggling against opposing tight ends. They allow 16.5 DraftKings points per game and a 78% catch rate. And, you know, they're 18th DBOA against the pass, 18th in EPA allowed per drop back. Cole Komet, if you need the salary savings, if you can't get up to Ricky Seals Jones at 3,700, then Cole Komet at 3K, you know, if he gets 16% of the targets in a game where they're probably going to have to throw the ball, you know, 30 times, it, it sets up well for a guy who's 3K. Unlikely to score a touchdown, but he has a deep enough A dot where if he can collect, you know, six targets in this game, if you give me 60 air yards for a guy who's 3K against a, a pretty bad pass defense, yeah, I, I'm willing to, to go in on that. So these are two punt tight ends. I'm not really looking to pay up for tight end. You know, you get Mark Andrews up there. He's up over 6K, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, all these guys. They just don't really fit the build um, for cash games and building optimal lineups. So um, with that, that's going to do it for episode 37 of the PrintFest AFS podcast. I think I provided a, a ton of value in a short amount of time, kept as short as I could, ran through my favorite plays at the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end position, all within probably about 30 minutes. Um, hopefully, guys, you know, got something out of this. If you did, leave us a like. Uh, drop us a follow on Twitter and until next time, good luck, everybody.